Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Griffins at Monsters uh, Game 1 in progress. Taylor Phillips, uh, Dave Campbell, my my uh, co-host from here on out, and uh, Lois Tenor, uh, my uh, live scoring update reporter. How are we doing tonight, guys? We're doing fine, Taylor. Good. All right. Well, the Tigers get swept by the Cleveland Indians. We're we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. And we're gonna we're also go and then Dave and I are gonna also going to discuss. Uh, the difference between good backup players and bad backup players in, in term especially in terms of the Tigers compared to uh the good backups and the bad backups uh for the Red Wings. Uh and and then we'll pre- preview Rangers at Tigers in which uh a good pitching match Good starting pitching matchup uh, is projected for tomorrow night in Detroit at Comerica Park. Then, then we'll uh, keep then we'll keep tabs on uh, other scores from around Major League Baseball and and the standings as well as not to mention the NHL and NBA uh, playoffs. And we'll, and we'll and don't worry we'll we'll keep tabs on the Griffins and Monsters. Game one as well. It is in progress right now. You can listen to it on ESPN 961. WMAX in Holland and Grand Rapids. But uh, the Indians beat the Tigers 9-4 to at Progressive Field to complete a three-game sweep. Let's start off with uh, the starting lineup prior to that, prior to that loss. Brad Osmus, the manager, starts Mike Avilas at shortstop and Andrew Romine at center field. Which I think is two mistakes, not one, but two mistakes. Usually because Brad Osmus is an idiot. <laughs> and Michael Fulmer starts on the mound against Trevor Bauer. And Mike and, and Fulmer gets thrashed for five runs in five innings, including four runs in the first inning, highlighted by a three-run home run by Mike Napoli that made it four nothing, following an RBI single. The Tigers cut it to, to within one with a Nick Castellanos three-run home run in the fourth inning. The other way, Nick Castellanos finished his night. Two for four with three RBIs and two runs scored total. Batting, his batting average is 383 and his OPS 1.018. Just one man, just one man left on base. 
But uh, Chris Gimenez would double up that four to three lead to five to three with a solo home run, solo home run to dead center. It, it barely carried out. It barely went over that fence when uh, Andrew Romine, the starting center fielder for that for tonight's game, went went all the way back to the wall and and made a very short and weak leap, which is which is a very piss poor effort to try to rob Gimenez of of a sure home run. Because uh, Romine would have had a chance had he uh, leaped had he leaped a lot higher. Uh, on that fly, on that deep fly ball. That's a, that's one of the examples of how how bad Romine is of a backup outfielder or infielder, especially a bad outfielder. He's he hasn't had any experience prior to being to being put in center field by Brad Osmus for the first time in his career this year this season. He he had no business playing center field. Right. It was really a yeah bad decision. I mean, this guy had no experience at all, and he just throws him out there with the rookie uh, making a second start. And we'll he got help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got support we'll the work. Yep. He got support mm-hmm. There's some good defenders out there. Mhm. And we'll get to we'll get to more of Andrew Romine in terms of backups uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, it was five. It stayed five to three until the eighth inning when the Tribe broke it open with four runs in the eighth inning. Three of them off Alex Wilson. Two of them earned, and then one off of Blaine Hardy. The bullpen did not get the bull. The bullpen did a did a horrible job trying to hold. Hold the, the game close, except Kyle Ryan pitched two scoreless innings. It was a Verhagen. A uh, Verhagen, rather. Verhagen came in. Yeah, Verhagen pitched two scoreless innings. Gave up only two hits, struck out one. His ERA lowers down to 623. Michael Fulmer, by the way, finishes. Uh, with uh, ten hits against and all those five and and five earned runs given up, two walks, six strikeouts, and two home runs in five innings pitched. He takes a loss and and drops to one and one. His ERA has has risen from three sixty to six thirty. And uh, Dave, I'm going to ask you this real quick. Is Michael Fulmer ready to uh, be a starting pitcher yet? I'm, I'm not, I'm not blaming too much on him, but uh, it doesn't look like it. He still has to develop uh, some secondary pitchers. Right. I, I, I thought it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too bad of an idea to uh, get Michael Fulmer, give, get Michael Fulmer at least a little bit of experience in the major leagues. Especially since he's he's been uh, 
the number the Tigers' number one prospect this year. And I thought he did great in Minnesota, uh, uh, good in Minnesota, not quite great, but good. He gave up three runs against the Twins last Friday night at Target Field and got himself a win in his first career major league start. He couldn't do it alone, though, but but he earned it. Mm-hmm. He went five innings flat in Minnesota, and, and, and then tonight he went – he pitched five innings flat again. He showed some promise, though, from bouncing back from that um, bad first inning. And that's a pretty right. good sign. Yeah, just a very slow start, giving up four runs in that first inning. But uh, he pitched, he, he, he pitched uh, very well since. And... Uh, it was it was unfortunate that the Tiger offense failed to bail him out. The Tiger bullpen didn't didn't bail him. Uh, also uh, responsible for for its failure, partially to uh, bail Fulmer out, or at least keep it a close game. But first of all, I blame the offense. Second, and then secondly, I would blame blame. Uh, most of the bullpen. For uh, holding it close, for not holding it close. Yeah, keep everything striking to you. That's, uh... Right, and then and then it, and then we go to the top of the ninth inning. Java Chamberlain, the former Tigers relief pitcher, was pitching against the Tigers. And we all uh, recall how how uh, terrible Java Chamberlain was with the Tigers before he he, uh, he signed with the Royals. At, when he uh, got unconditionally released by the Tigers in the midst in the middle of the season, and Java Chamberlain got the first two batters out: Victor Martinez and Justin Upton. Victor Martinez grounded out back to back to Java Chamberlain, and then Justin Upton struck out looking. But then Nick Castellanos hit a bloop double to center field, or left field rather. Michael Brantley. This is like left center, I think. Left center, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It was deflected by center fielder Rajay Davis, who who hit a two-run single to make it 7-3 in the bottom of the eighth inning and thus helped break the game wide open. uh, Rajay Davis, the former... Detroit Tiger outfielder signing with the Cleveland Indians the previous offseason, the past offseason. And then Jared Saltalamakia drove him home with, with, a, with a ground ball single up the middle into center field, making 
making it nine to four. And then, and then, and then this is where Osmus uh, again becomes a dunderhead or a deathhead or an idiot again, whichever you may call him. Similar, similarly. Brad Osmus keeps Mike Avilas in the game to hit instead of pinch hitting Jose Iglesias for Mike Avilas with two out and Avilas takes takes strike one and then swings and misses on 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 the other two pitches that were both low that Avilas could could have let go for a two for a two ball one strike count. It just it, it it just goes to show you one thing that where Avila is, is uh, a very dumb batter. Not to mention he committed an error earlier in that in that game. Yeah, the bottom of the eighth inning, couple uh, potential double play ball, he just completely dropped it. We have an update. The Monsters just the Lake Erie Monsters just scored in overtime to to win it three to two in overtime in game one over the Grand Rapids Griffins. And and I'll I'll get the updates on the notifications on my phone. But uh again, the the monsters beat the Griffins in overtime in the Griffins in overtime three to two. Now I get the official scoring at fourteen minutes past the hour, the ten o'clock hour. Oliver but George Strand, Oliver George Strand, at 737 from Broadhurst and Kuchen. I was on the power play as well. But, um, had either Mike Avilas or Jose Iglesias reached, most importantly, Jose Iglesias had Brad Osmus pinch hit him for Mike Avilas. Then I would have, then I would have pinched. Then I would, if I were the manager, if I were a smarter manager than Brad Osmus usually is, usually is as dumb as he usually is, I would have, I would have pinch hit Anthony Ghost for uh, Andrew Romine. It's, it's because Anthony Ghost is the number one center fielder right now. Ghost, Ghost. Uh, Considering the fact that Iglesias has a better batting average than Mike Avilas by far, and then Anthony Ghost, whereas has a better batting average than um, Andrew Romine, who is batting 077, Mike Avilas 167. Jose Iglesias, I believe, is still batting over 300, but if not, it's still over 200. That's still better than Mike Avilas's. Batting, that's still way better than Mike Avilas' batting average. 
somehow. And Anthony Ghost is uh, betting almost 200, which is way better than the 077 that um, that Andrew Romine is hitting. Andrew Romine has played two game, two of the three games in Cleveland in that series. What in the hell is what in the Sam Hill is Brad Osmus thinking? Welcome, Dan Kelly. You can call in if you want to. The, the chat window is closed. Too much because there's too much harshness. Um, there's been too much harshness in the chat window every past episode. So I'm shutting it off every upcoming episode starting tonight. You're you're still welcome to listen. But um but we both have to agree on, on this, Dave. Just Brad Osmus being an idiot, leaving uh Mike Avilas in the game. Yeah, it's like, it's like he uh just gave up gave up and conceded the loss. Yeah, Brad Osmus uh simply gave up. I know they were down by five was still you, you never know. You got you gotta keep fighting to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Even even the even when the game is uh, like a little or a, a little or way out of hand, you still would have uh, you still would have been benched um, Mike Avilas because not only is he is he, der- is he terrible defensively, he's terrible offensively, and so is Romine. They're both terrible. They're both terrible in both ways. Each. This is, which leads us to, to this topic right here. The difference between good backup players and bad backup players, Romine and Avilas are bad backups. As I just mentioned, they're they're both bad defensively and offensively, whereas Cameron Maven and Casey McGahey could could at least be tried out later on in the season. Maven is still rehabbing in Toledo, while Casey McGahey is still in the minors after being released. They, They... the, the Tigers released him and then and then signed him to a minor league contract because no other team could pick him up. At, at first, they signed um, Casey McGahey in February from the uh, San Francisco Giants. I don't know what's wrong with uh, with uh, keep keeping Casey McGahee and promoting him to the majors as a backup infielder behind Nick Castellanos or Jose Iglesias. Yeah, I mean McGahee has a, a career average, or um, a career on base average of three nineteen, which ain't great, but you know, as a as a as a backup is decent, you know. There's that. 
And you know, his career average, his career batting average, two fifty nine. Two fifty nine. I mean, for a backup player, he, that's not too bad. That that's even better than that's even better than Mike Avilas and Andrew Romine combined. Yeah. Cameron Maben and, and Casey McGahee are better individually than Andrew than uh, Andrew Rollmine and Mike Avilas are combined. Period. There's yeah, the question, yeah. there's your Michigan sports truth for the night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that loss, the Tigers dropped to dropped to a tie for third place at fourteen and thirteen with the defending World Series champion Kansas City Royals, whereas the Indians. Rise up to rise up to second place in the American League Central Division at 13 and 12, which has to be an embarrassing feeling for the Tigers because mm-hmm. even even if the Indians are six are now six and zero against the Tigers thus far this season in that season series, the Tigers still what what have played. Better fundamental baseball. Against the Indians, then they want to have a chance to to win at least two of three. If you think about that, and if they had uh, got some better pitching from the starters, I mean, tough to yeah. tough to. Uh, expect a very when you starting off their first, second, third innings down, you know, three, four, five runs. I know. Right? See, this is why Brad Osmus should do three things. Number one, cut back on playing Romine and Avila so much. And number two, mm-hmm. use Cameron Maben when he returns. And number three, Use Casey McGahee as a backup infielder if he ever call, if he ever gets called up. Most importantly, General Manager Al Avila should call call up Casey McGahee either now or soon because we don't know what he's capable of doing yet. Simple as that. They're uh, both uh, Mavens and um, McGahee's st- career statistics in the minor leagues and the major leagues have been better than Mike Avilas's and Andrew Romine's as of late, but especially as of late this season. So with that out of the way, uh, Tigers uh, return home to Comerica Park and play the Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers are in are in second place in the AOS right now at 15 and 13, 
just a game and a half back behind the 16 and 11 Seattle Mariners. Rangers are playing the Blue Jays right now. I yeah, they they just got scorched by the Blue Jays, 12 to two. Now they've lost three straight. So, so the Texas Rangers are now 15 and 14. So both the Tigers and Rangers have, have lost three straight each. So, so the Rangers are two back of the Mariners. But we'll get to the rest of the, of the uh, other scores in Major League Baseball in just a, in just a few minutes, or just a couple minutes. But uh, tomorrow's starting pitching matchup features Jordan Zimmerman, 5-0 with an 0.55 ERA versus the former Philadelphia Phillies closer, Cole Hamels, promoted to a starter like a couple seasons ago or something like that. He's 3-0 and with a, except he has a 3.30 ERA. And uh, those those ERAs, how these ERAs match up, I think the I think it's projected that the that the Tigers' offense could uh, at least outscore the Rangers' offense a little a little bit. And uh, Jordan Zimmerman continues to to be a gem. Zimmerman was uh, what. Zimmerman was the AL, the American League Pitcher of the Month in April, while Victor while Victor Martinez became last week's uh, American League Player of the Week. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman has been been the ace of the Tigers, as we all know. Yeah, thankfully he pitches tomorrow, so we can uh, hopefully end his losing streak. Right, right. He stands to be the only pitcher that that can that can prove it, proves that can he, he can make a difference in in the starting pitching rotation for this for this team. While the other while the other four starting pitchers, uh, the other five rather, which also includes Shane Green, can't. Can't nearly match up to that to that to his par thus far this year, statistically and performance-wise. Jordan Zimmerman has uh, outpitched all the other five Tigers starting pitchers in terms of consistency thus far this season. Cole Hamels, uh, we understand that he that he's still undefeated, three and zero, with uh, two no decisions. Uh, he's three and zero, but he's not five and zero. That's just, but that's just Jordan Zimmerman. He he just continues to be a star out there. Let's see, let's see how he can do in May. 
and, and uh, wait and wait and see what happens uh, later on the season with Jordan Zimmerman. But uh, let, but let's keep pulling for him. So uh, first pitch of that game tomorrow at seven ten on Fox Sports Detroit. Who knows who will be in the television booth on Fox Sports Detroit? Of course, Mario and Rod, both uh, Stuper Mario and Bojangles Rod Allen, both of them are shills as, as always. I need to uh, email the Tigers and, and, and tell them that um, that I'm coming for Mario's job. Do uh, do I do? Uh, need the TV? Listen to the radio? Yeah. Maybe Dan Dickerson can do a better job on the television, than, and then I can do a better job on the radio. Except Mario and Pemba has, has such a long contract with the, with the Tigers and FSD. So does Rod Allen. Except their contracts end, end on different, in different years, in the 2020s or something like that. Let's see what else we got this upcoming weekend. Saturday, Mike Pelfrey, 0-4 for the 5.68 ERA. Goes up against A.J. Griffin with a 3-0 record and a 2.32 ERA. I think Griffin will outpitch Mike Pelfrey right there. And then on Sunday, Justin Verlander, 2-3 with a 6.49 ERA. On Sunday at 110. Saturday Saturday's game begins at 110 as well. Against Sunday, Justin Verlander against Martin Perez, one and two with a 360 ERA. Who? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Don't know. Not familiar with that name. But I still bet even Martin Perez can outpitch Justin Verlander right now, pending. Depending not only on the on how the ER how those two ERAs match up, but um, how poorly Justin Verlander has pitched and um, how how good Martin Perez has pitched in terms of consistency. So, so with uh, all things Tigers out of the way, uh, Lewis Tenor has all all the other scores from Major League Baseball and the standings, as well as the NHL and NBA playoff scores right now. Take it away, Lewis. Thank you very much, Taylor. All right, I'll start off with the early finals first. Uh, Cardinals shut out the Phillies 4-0 this afternoon. Indians over the Tigers 9-4. A uh, game that just ended uh, about 20 minutes ago. The Orioles beat the Yankees one nothing in 10 innings. That's right. It took 10 innings to get one run in. Pedro Alvarez scored it on a sack fly. I'm not a happy camper. Thank you very much. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Blue Jays roped the Rangers 12-2. Reds beat the Brewers 9-5. Uh, 
the uh, Marlins over the D-backs for nothing. Games in progress, we have the Rockies, uh, the Giants and Rockies are already up 3 nothing in the bottom of the first. Already. Um, okay, and moving up further now, um, Padres have taken an early one nothing lead over the Mets in the going into the bottom of the second inning. In the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh, Mariners lead the Astros 3-2, who have become a major disappointment this year. Uh, bottom of the fifth, White Sox are leading the Red Sox 4-3. And in the bottom of the eighth right now, the Cubs are leading the Nationals 2-0. Now, as we check the standings, which I'll get to in just a half a second here. Aha, okay, here we go. Over to the standings, we're going to start with the East. We have a tie for first. The uh, Baltimore Birds, I mean the Orioles, and the Boston Red Sox, both are tied with 16 and 11. Next up, the Goofy Blue Jays, uh, 15 and 15. Tampa Bay uh, Rays, 12 and 14, and bring up the rear. I'm sorry to say this, guys, but Yankees are at 9 and 17. Just awful. And um, I'm not having camp with that. And I speak for a lot of Yankee fans in my area. Over to the Central Division now in the American League. The White Sox are 19-9. The Cleveland Indians are 13-12. Royals are 14-13. Well, at least they're above 500, but they're also a disappointment so far in this uh, early part of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Tigers now 14-13, and the Minnesota Twins who are the worst team in the American League at this point, are now 8-20. and 20. Oof. Over to the West. Seattle Mariners are 16-11. and 11. The Texas Rangers, 15-14, and 14, even despite that loss today. Angels, well, right now they need a miracle. They're 13-15. and 15. Oakland Athletics are 13-16, and, and the Houston Astros, 10-18. and 18. Now we're in the National League. Washington Nationals are 19-8. Uh, right behind them is New York Mets at 17-9. Oh, well. The uh, Marlins are 15-12. The Philadelphia Phillies are 16-13. A major improvement from last year, if I do say so myself. And bring up the rear, the Atlanta Braves are pathetic. And I do mean pathetic. Seven and twenty. Wow, boy! Remember when they were good? What happened? Over to the central now. The Cubs twenty and six. The Pittsburgh Pirates are fifteen and thirteen. The St. Louis Cardinals are fifteen and fourteen. Cincinnati Reds twelve and seventeen, and the Milwaukee Brewers eleven and seventeen. Now over to the weakest link of the whole bunch. The NL West. Giants are 15 and 14 to have the lead. Dodgers are right behind them at 14 and 14. Colorado Rockies are 13 and 14. Arizona Diamondbacks are 12 and 18. And San Diego Padres are 11 and 17. Well, at least it's close in that division, but still, it is the weakest division in the whole league of baseball. Ugh. All right, now over to the uh, NHL. Dallas and St. Louis are tied at two with 616. Now in the third period, uh, they just had a stoppage of play, so uh, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that. 
Uh, coming down to the wire here, the Raptors are up on the Heat, 86-83 with 14.9 to go. Why would you say 15 for the for argument's sake? And there is one more uh, hockey score I will bring up, and it is... Ah, here we are. Sharks and Predators also tied at two, but with 5.51 going into the midway through the second period. And uh, those of you thinking that Stephon Curry is going to uh, appear in uh, game three of the series, don't press your luck. I believe that Curry has now been all but officially ruled out for Saturday's game. He hasn't even practiced the injury, and team doctors, as well as the coaching staff, want to see him participate in scrimmages before they make any decision on him wanting to play. Now, you ask me, I think that's the right call, because if you bring him in too soon, you know what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt again, and why should he put himself through that once again? Don't put making the same mistake twice, fellas. And another deal, another uh, old-timer who doesn't know the meaning of the word quick, Yarmir Yager signed in a one-year deal with the um, Florida Panthers. And um, at his age, it's quite an accomplishment. He's 44 years old now. Has won two cups with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he is going to make a base salary of four million next year, not counting uh, a signing bonus, which would be another one point five million. And he is also the third all-time leading scorer. I believe he has seven hundred and seventeen goals. And Manziel, well, hopefully he's learned his lesson. He's had to face a judge today. He faced a judge today. The judge had 15 minutes to explain his uh, conditions. He used to have no contact with his ex-girlfriend by any means. Uh, writing letters, uh, emails, phone calls, anything. And Miami just tied the game at 86. We have 10.5 to go. Hang on to your seatbelts. Because uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a fantastic finish, and um, Pacers are not gonna renew. Uh, I'm sorry, I was not but Frank Vogel will not return to coach the Pacers next year, despite the fact that it, it had a decent season, but still they have decided to part ways. And that and that is the. Uh... National scores and, and standings and news with Lewis Tenor. Thanks very much. The Chicago Cubs uh, are are by the Chicago Cubs are the best team in the major leagues right now with that twenty and six record. That is that is so incredible. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, yeah. That is that is so incredible. Just like the Golden State Warriors finishing seventy three and nine. Yeah. No, but my thing is, you know, you know, I grew up with the, um, we were thinking that, you know, over here, the, the uh, Cubs were, of course, the perennial, I hate to say the word, losers, but, you know, year after year, you watch them, and I'm like, oh, boy, this team was just awful. How do they even have any fans? You know, you, you see them lose, like, 90, 100 games a year, and it's it's embarrassing to watch, you know, teams like that. 
and um, you know, 2003, they came within five outs of going to the World Series, and then the choke signal came on, and then for the for the last uh, nine years after that, they became you know losers again. Now this is the second straight year that they're doing well, and maybe this year something's going to finally click in. Joe Madden is still the Cubs manager. He he continues to do a good good job. Yeah, they have like all the yeah, they have like all the pieces put together. Yeah. Good solid bullpen, you know, good start area leading the rotation, you know, deep lineup. I expect them being a real series this year. Yeah. Hey, you know just just from uh up oh, we're going to overtime with the Heat and the and the Raptors tight eighty six. A little bit of a comical note here. Um, in the Back to the Future Part Two, they had a up on the on the giant size uh, bulletin board. The Cubs will win the World Series in 2015. So if they win this, they'll be one year off the prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for those who pay attention to that. But they that's what they said in the movie that they, the Cubs will win in 2015. Well, so you'll just be a little off. Big deal. All right, continuing. What's up with uh, Spiro and Moss? Uh, Justin Spiro, uh, he is uh, he is he has resigned as the uh, Detroit Sports Rags uh, managing editor, and he has resigned as co-host of the Detroit Sports Rag podcast. Mahir Bahatnagar will be the man- the new managing editor, and uh, Brian Kavanaugh is the assistant the assistant managing editor for the DSR. Also the uh, Executive Executive Media Editor for the uh, Detroit Sports Rag Podcast. I I believe Brian Kavanaugh. What happened? Oh, oh wait, Jasper Apollonia, uh, Jeff Moss, and uh, Justin Spiro just uh, lately have have not been getting along too well because That's of. Not good uh, They're a good team. Uh, because because they were arguing arguing so rapidly about about uh, how Michael how Mike Pelfrey has done for the Tigers. Oh yeah, Pelfrey sucks, but still. I just found out Jasper Apollonia will become the uh, the new co-host of the DSR podcast. Spyro will come back. He always acts like a baby. He likes the attention. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Who knows, right? But uh, for now, Jasper Apollonia, the new co-host of the PSR podcast. Why not you? Well, yep. Well, well, yeah, that's that's what that, that's what I'm doing already. I know. Why don't you join them? Bigger platform. Oh, uh, Spiro or uh, Apollonia? You, you join us. Me? Yes. In the platform. Um, the bigger platform I, I, for you. I just uh I just read their stuff and and uh, follow follow them well. Oh, you don't want to be associated. I I could, but uh I but uh this is why I have my my uh my own show, The Michigan Sports Truth. It still mm-hmm. contributes to the DSR. This is uh, supposed to be straight talk. And, and uh, act with accurate information. Understandable. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I would put the over under for Spyro to be back within a num by by Monday. Mm-hmm. End of the workday Monday, he'll be back. Want to anybody? What would you be willing to wager on that? Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam Furman will be the, the DSR's editorial page editor. Where'd you get all this info from? Uh, the the Detroit Sports Rag Group. In, oh, okay. On Facebook. Oh, I gotcha. Yep. Moving on to the Grand Rapids Griffins, they lose to the Monsters in overtime, three to, to the Lake Erie Monsters, three to two in overtime at Lake at Quicken Loans Arena. Um. Eric Tangrady Eric uh, scored first for the Griffins at 19.02 into the uh, with 19.02 uh, with just 58 seconds uh, in, gone by in the second period but then the Lake Erie Monsters uh, tied it up with 15.31 left in the second period uh, Lucas Sedlak from Cyphers and Anderson Tangrady from Roost Robbie Russo and uh, Andy Mealy in 1902. Alex Broadhurst put the, the Lake, Erie, Lake Erie Monsters on the uh, in the lead on the power play from Craig Bajorch Strand at, at on the power play at 8:31. It, that would make it 2-1 Monsters going into the third period. Brian Lashoff, a shorthanded goal, tied it at 3:49 with 3:49 left to left to go in the third period, tied it tied it at two, and that would be and that would be uh that would force overtime. The Griffins uh thought they scored but uh the referees waved it off because um, it was gloved into the net intentionally. Grand Rapids had a chance to bring it. It's like a half a minute left. I don't know, a penalty shot. Right. By uh, right. Andy Millay, Mimi. I'm not sure. I don't want to butcher his name. Andy Millay. You know, yeah, he yeah he missed a penalty shot by half a minute left. I mean, a call yeah. you haven't. Um, it's a call you don't see too often. Uh, someone on uh, Lake Erie uh, moved the uh, the net off the uh, pegs. I got another update for you. Uh, Stars and Blues and the regulation, they're going to overtime, tied at two. All right. Thank you very much. Um, and then and then the Monsters won it on the power plate. But George Stan from Broadhurst and Kukan at 737 at overtime. As I mentioned earlier, with 737 left in overtime, Monsters win game one, three to two. Game two, Saturday at, at the queue at, I believe, 7 o'clock. Go to griffintalkie.com for, 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 for the entire schedule and more information. The Monsters lead their series one game to nil. Saturday, 12 o'clock. Yeah, it's 12 o'clock. Thank you very much. Game two is at noon 
on ESPN wow. 961. Then Sunday at 4 o'clock. Sunday at 4 o'clock at, at Van Andel Arena. No rest. Yeah, how do you find the, uh, the message board on the DSR Facebook? What's it under? Oh, the... When you're on oh, when you're on their group? when you're on their Facebook page, is it a message board or what is it? Oh, where you're getting oh, all that information. It's just a, a DSR group. It's not really a message board. Oh, it's not on their their page. You're saying it's in the no. comments on the post. It's on their page, their Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. Where it's under their post, or where do you really reading them that? You know what I mean? Someone posted mm-hmm. it, and then under the, under the post, people comment. Comment. Right, right, right. I just don't see it. Which post is it under? I believe uh, it is posted under affected at, effective at 10 p.m. this evening. I will have promoted Mahir Bahatnagar to the role of managing editor. Please update your Twitter bio accordingly. Paperwork being signed. That's where. Uh, that's Appreciate the, the information. Post. Yep. Okay. Don't you think Sparrow will come back? What's that? Don't. You, excuse me. Don't you think Sparrow will come back? Uh, there is no word on that. No. So oh, I know that. I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying, don't you think he'll come back? Probably, probably not. Not probably not anytime soon. But who knows? Uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll be back for a while. Right. I think he's just sensitive, and he he doesn't like Moss getting all the attention. Even though, you know, there's no which is understandable. Yeah, yeah, they both do a great job. So um, mm-hmm, they they do. You know, I think that their um, a, their approach sometimes is a little over the top, but at the end of the day, you know, they get information that's relevant and and it seems like they're right almost all of the time. So you know, give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Once again, the chat window is closed for those who have logged in as unnamed guests. Raptors lead the uh, Heat 92-86 with 106 to go in overtime. Game two of the Eastern Conference semifinals at Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. As I see on my TV... So that about covers everything, guys. Mm-hmm. There's twenty. Uh, there's twenty three seconds left to go, and Toronto's up by four. Uh, that, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's that's uh, the Raptors are up by six. I just said one hundred two eighty six. Oh, 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 just thirty five seconds. Oh yeah, twenty three seconds. Five. Yep. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, my uh, DV my DVR system had it delayed. Yeah, Lou Dang with with a slam dunk, making it 
92-88 with 23 and a half seconds to go in, in, in the extra frame. So um, the Heat are uh, trying to come back. We're gonna bring this. We're gonna bring this home, and, and then again, and then uh, apparently, uh, give you give you some live updates on the uh, Dallas Stars St. Louis Blues overtime game. Blues lead that. Blues lead their series two games to one for the Dallas Stars. Time for the Tigers to bring up Stephen Moya. Yeah, Stephen Moya. He's hitting over 300 AAA with, I think he's got seven home runs or something now. There's another option. Well, he's he's a left he going, bat. Where's he going to play? The corner off problem. He's a corner off there. Bench Upton when they face right-handed pitching, because clearly they can't hit right-handers that are good. They need a left-handed bat. Yeah, what do you got to lose? Yep. What do you got to lose? Right. Not much. Not much, no. Guess if he performs well, if he performs right. well and Upton picks it up, then he's got even more trade value. Right. Mm-hmm. Guess 10, who is this? What's that? Guess 10, who is this? Oh, my name's Chris. Chris, welcome. Welcome. You're on the Michigan Sports Truth. Welcome. Thank you. And welcome to the Sports Truth. Yep. What's that? Yeah, it, yeah, it used to be called the Detroit Sports Truth. Now it's the Michigan Sports Truth since I'm in uh, the northern Michigan area. And uh, we're covering, we were covering the Grand Rapids Griffins as well. Griffins are, are on the west side, on the west side of the state, whereas uh, Detroit is southeast, as you know. Um, I, I'll bet you already know all that, all that stuff, geography, geographically. Free throw is good. Ninety three, eighty eight Raptors. Per, Corey Joseph. His first free throw attempt of the night is good. Second free throw coming up, and that one is also good. So it's 94-88 Raptors. Heat take a timeout with 22.1 to go. Oh, yeah, Sharks and Predators. On CNBC right now, at a, at a commercial break. Kind of a weird kind of a weird channel to have a hockey game, though, don't you think? US, USA has also got, got them on this year, too. Well, yeah, well, USA is a, you know, it's an entertainment channel. I mean, CNBC is all business. I mean, what do they know about covering sports? And it's all owned by... Comcast, NBC, so. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Call that pay more money than anybody else would for the rights because no one gives a fuck about hockey. Right. True. And the ratings prove it. Good. It is tied at two two between the Sharks and Predators in the second period with 5.51 left. Oh, wait, that's late. 
let me refresh that page. On NHL.com. Second intermission tied at two, Predators and Sharks. Predators are will begin the third period on the power play. Stars and Blues are still in, in the third intermission. Well, Toronto's going to win this. It's over now. Yep. The Heat missed out. 20.4 seconds left. Raptors take over. All right. Miami. Miami will win in five. They might. Who knows? Who knows, right? Raptors choke again in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they just don't look. <laughs> I, if the Pistons would have what played a shot. them, they would have beat them. Yep. Uh, the Cavaliers are playing the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Cavaliers dominated game two. Yeah, that was embarrassing, Taylor. Embarrassing. <laughs> oh, they couldn't miss. Yeah, even the Pistons were out playing the, the Atlanta Hawks right now yeah. thus far. Uh, just got an update from Jeff Moss. I think Darko State News, that's Justin Spiro, should do one last podcast and we adjudicate this in front of a jury. Spiro just wants a little love. Everyone go reply. Tell him how great he is, how much the DSR needs him. Right. back. Maybe. I think you got it in you, Taylor. Send him a message. He mm-hmm. doesn't see you. So get some of your people, some of your oh. show's followers. Send a message at Justin. Tell him the DSR needs them. we got too much too much breaking news that's going to happen soon, and they need the team back together. With the Tigers playing like shit, apparently he's got the, you know, the scoop on awesomeness. So, you know, yeah, should keep it going, not to mention yeah. all this Connor Cook shit. What do you think? Uh, the, 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 the referees just reviewed this, and, and it looks like the Heat are going to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> the Heat are out of timeouts, but both teams are in the bonus. 20.7 to go. The Heat inbounded from their own territory. Think you should get a three here. Oops. That's a waste of waste of time and points. Yeah. Ninety-four to ninety. Right. Does them no good. Eleven point four to go. Yep. Should have went for a three. I had to. Yeah, that should have been a three right there. Should have went for you, but no. Now there's not much time left. The Raptors are still down two possessions. Correct. They were they were down two possessions going into that play. Ooh. Missed it by a mile. That was way short. Oh my, my god, to my DeRozan. My nephew can hit better than that. He's only twelve years old. Make a fucking free throw, goddammit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a clean podcast there. Nah, excuse my language. Got a little fired up there. Sorry about that. That's okay. We apologize for, for this. Okay. It happens. Well. 
There you go. 95-90 with 11.4 to go. I think no, no. I still think the Heat should. I still think the Heat should uh, shoot a three. But you better have to, of course. And then you need a steal. Think about it. If they hit a three, they're still down two. You should go go. And then, and then if Toronto comes back and hits one out of two, they're down three. So they have to have a three to have any shot because you're not Toronto's not going to miss both. You know, so they have to have a three here. Can you say desperation, boys and girls? Sure, you can. Right. Not enough time to be trading two for one. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Stranger things happen. Agreed. But so it's mm-hmm. it's highly unlikely, but still. Right. Yep. But I've seen stranger things happen in, in basketball games, both college and pro, and you know, I tell you, with the UConn game back uh, back in uh, March, they had a desperate oh, shot. You would just see to believe. How about Texas A&M against Northern Iowa in the second round? They're yeah. down thirteen with. Fifty seconds. That's uh, college baseball or college softball. No, it's an NCAA basketball. Got the two. Oh, basketball. Yep. Nine five to go. They got the two. Yeah, I'm out. Rockets with a layup. It's now it's a one possession game. I was gonna I was gonna say that even if they score two points, it would be a one possession. Then it would be a one possession game either way. Except, I get that. Except, but. Except when they and except when they shoot a three, then there would there would be two point down two instead of three. Yes. Instead you of need a steal. being down three as they, they are right now. Yeah. All right. Just when you thought this game was over, wrong. Right. Eight point five to go. Raptors call a timeout. They now have one twenty-second timeout left. No fouls to give left for either team. For either team. Oh boy. Taylor, have you talked about the Lions draft yet? Oh, the Lions draft? Yeah. Um, yeah, they drafted Taylor Decker. Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, I know that. Have you have you have you broached that? Have you talked about it on your show yet? Have you analyzed it on your show yet? Oh, on 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 my show. Yeah, have you analyzed it yet? I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah I know. Yeah, what the fuck are they doing? Wow, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Lions drafting a long snapper? Yeah, a long snapper? Uh, I don't understand it at all. Why would you waste a draft pick on a long snapper? I, I have no clue. Usually the guy who got on the team is still good. You usually get those, yeah. you know, with a free agent, undrafted free agent. Yeah, that they uh speaking of free agency speaking of free agents, they signed uh, wide receiver Andre Caldwell, former 
Denver Broncos wide receiver to a one-year contract. He's gonna, yeah, he won't make the team. Got to hurry, got to hurry. No good, and Toronto wins 96-92. And again, that's why they had to shoot the three. Like I said, they would have only been down three and had a chance potentially had they made one three. Stupid. Right. Yep, stupid as stupid does. Yep. Well, at least we have a series now. Yeah, it's tied at one in that series. Eden Raptors. Overtime underway in St. Louis. 18-20 left in the first overtime. Still not at, 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 at deuces. Stars and Blues? Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you a are you a big hockey guy? Oh yeah, but I'm a, but I'm a bigger baseball guy too. And then the Tigers really got to be pissing you off. Yeah, it's. T- I, I think Brad Osmus should be fired. We we all think Brad Osmus should be fired. Mm. But but why? Because of what? In all honesty, I understand it, but I I think it's kind of overstated and overblown. Like because of what? He he can't get up there and hit for fucking Justin well, Houston. Well, because of I his mean, in-game decision. Is he the one that's causing Verlander to throw 92-mile-an-hour fastballs down the middle? No. Right. And the fact that he put, put Justin Upton in the five-hole and J.D. Martinez in the two-hole. Yeah, it works for which, which, turned, which, which turned out better for Justin Upton on one part. Yeah, still J.D. Doesn't, still doesn't terrible. cut it. I, I think still does not cut it. But, well, I mean, all right, so what's the alternative? What, what's, what's a new manager going to do? What's he going to change? What's he's a not a manager? He's, what's a new manager? So you fire Osmus, who are you bringing in? I, I, believe, uh, I, I, would, I would believe the Tigers uh, at, at this juncture, if they fire Osmus now, they would, they would uh, use Omar Vizquel as a manager. Uh, but... Uh, if they fire Osmus after the season, then they go after uh, Manny Acta or Gabe Kapler or Alex Cora. Acta right now is the uh, third base coach of the Seattle Mariners, but he's got, a, but he, he's only got a one-year contract. But uh, Manny Acta no, is a big saber metrics maniac. He know, and he knows how to make better in-game decisions. Even though, based on what? Even though a great he's, record with the Indians. I understand that. It, it, it was bad. And I don't but, disagree but, with you. I'm just saying it's, I think it's vastly overrated. A baseball manager is vastly overrated. No, some some good managers, they can know how to motivate. It is overrated. How, but, good managers know we, how to motivate the players. That's bullshit. Can, you play 162 games. Uh-huh. Right. The whole motivation thing is bullshit. Watch the language. It's clean. I mean, you know, it's. I think that's vast. I think that's way, way overrated in terms of, you know. Yeah, I understand. In baseball, that. in baseball, I think it's. Not and the Stars just went, pull it out, three-two. Dallas has tied the series at two with that with that overtime goal. So there goes that. So there goes that game.
Sorry, Diane. But, I hate to know, break it to you. I wouldn't have a problem with. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with the Tigers if they fire, you know, Osmus. Then you know, well, what's the worst that happens? They get it stays the same or it gets it gets worse. So yeah, I mean, maybe shaking it up would be, you know, right. It can't get worse, I guess per se. But I guess at the end of the day, I, I don't think changing the manager is going to make just you know, Omar Vizquel is on the bench right now, so he's part of the coaching staff now. So what's he going to what's what different things is he going to bring or do, you know? I mean, oh, day, we don't have good starting pitching. It's awful. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but... Uh, I mean, what does Brad Austin have to do in the first inning with Fulmer getting, giving up four runs? That's Brad Austin's fault? No. You know what I mean? No, that's, I just think no, 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 that's no, no, no. Baseballs. I'm not basing that on starting pitching, Lewis. Hold on. Let me explain something here. Brad Osmus started Mike Avilas and and uh, Andrew Romine. I know, I know he did. They were batting. Uh, Avilas was batting 167 a- after tonight, and Romine was batting 100 before the game. Now he's batting 077, and Romine is also terrible defensively, and so is Mike Avilas. Okay, you heard, have- you heard me discuss that with Dave Campbell while. While you were listening, uh, uh, while we were all on live on, on this episode, no, I wasn't. I wasn't called in yet. Then I guess, but, but, you know, you have to play your bench guys some too. Anyway, I mean, Iglesias has been scuffling, and well, and well, and those, well, you know, this is my other point. He's been playing the he's been playing the bench guys way way too much as of late. He doesn't stagger them like he. Like remember before he took out Miggy and Justin in the same game, you, you got like staggered them and take one hour at a time, like not just two or three guys in one game. And then both guys came back the next day and did great. So you can't blame them for that move. It worked, right? I mean, it did. Oh, that one, they were kind of, yeah, Justin Fine did get hot. Right. But when you're a pitcher and you see, uh, like, a shortstop, Michael Beals in the center field, Angel Romine, you, you feel more pressure because you know he, Angel Romine can't go out and get those balls in the center field like Ghost can. So it's tougher to pitch like that, too. It's a little added pressure on the pitcher. No. Right. That's right. See, this is see. Here's where Maniac. Here's where Maniac that does uh, bring potential as a manager. He, he again. He knows sabermetrics. He makes the right in-game decisions. It's the Indians roster that let Maniac down the past uh, a, a few years ago. All right. So that's like saying last year, Osmus didn't know how to make in-game decisions late in the game because our bullpen was beyond awful. This year, our bullpen is great. So, Osmus is now great in late-game situations because when we get into late-game situations and we have the lead or it's a close game, you look what at the What about record, the offense? We win. The, the offense. But, he still doesn't know how to make in, in-game decisions with, with the lineup. There's no such thing as in-game decisions with a lineup in the American League. You have a designated hitter. 
you don't change lineups during the game in baseball. It doesn't We're not happen. talking about the designated hitter. Uh, Victor Martinez is the only designated hitter we got. That's, that's why I'm saying you don't. The coaches don't make in-game adjustments on offense. You don't sub guys in and out. Yes, yes they do. No, come on, man. Yes, they. Yes, they do. If they okay, one pinch hitter maybe a game. Not 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 just one pinch hitter, but but two. If the game had to continue, if if, if Brad Osmus would have pinch hit Jose Iglesias for for Mike Avilas. Iglesias has a has a better batting average than Mike Avilas th- thus far, and and then if and then if Jose Iglesias uh, would have reached on either a walk, error, or a hit, at least, that, then uh, then in that case I would have put in Anthony Ghost for Andrew Romine because Ghost has a better batting average th- th- than Andrew Romine. It's called giving guys days off. He's given them way. He's given them too many days off as of late. No, look Again. how many days off have they has he given them? Jose Iglesias, how many days off has he had? Not many uh, at all. Like three, 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 three of the last four games, in my opinion. No. Maybe he's yeah. right. I'm giving the guys off. Coming up, sleep. and you're just coming up with lame excuses. What 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 excuses are lame? I'm saying that I'm saying that you don't make in-game changes in baseball, American League especially. Very, 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 very few. Oh. Hey, Dave, do you agree with this? Which one? What's that? Oh, the way he uh, didn't pinch it today. Dave, Dave, are, are you what? Are you agreeing? Are you agreeing, Dave? What? With what? With with what? Well, are, with what Lewis is saying about about Brad Osmus right now, I would think not. No, well, I'm I'm not a fan of him, you know. Anyway, so I'm not a huge Brad Osmus fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm just yeah. saying that I think baseball that 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 that. that it's vastly overrated and stated the impact that they have on a game. But but that that doesn't make but um, but a better bullpen and a better offense does not make a manager great if he still can't make the right in-game decisions. That that's the that's how it's done. Over a hundred, there's it, 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 the decisions they make. Good or bad, that win or lose the game, are so far and few between oh, over the course of a season that, you know, it's just. I, I think you're overstating it. I don't think, again, I don't think Osmus is great. I'm not. But I don't think that Osmus is, is the biggest issue that this team has, unless the guys don't respect him and this and that. But if that was the case, he wouldn't have been brought back. A new GM, all that, you know, if the players didn't respect him and he didn't have their ear and and his voice wasn't heard, you know, that stuff comes to light very, very quickly. It's not like the GM isn't around and with the team, you know, we're gonna, every game. And we're going to see what happens the rest of the season and find out and, and, and see about it. But uh, I – 
But uh, the truth is, Al Avila wants to focus on on uh, on further analytics. Not I, 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 and I hope he does. I agree with that. I'm a big analytics guy. You know, numbers numbers don't lie. Never. You know, right. math doesn't lie. It's black and That's white. Correct. It is what it is. And so, yeah, I'm all about analytics um, in terms of, you know, decisions you make in terms of lineups and the guys you sign and batting order and, and, and you know, decisions in game that, that you might make in terms of who you're going to pitch or who you're going to bat, what and where. I'm all about that. I just think that once those decisions are made, I think that the actual role of the manager is very, very minimal. You know, because the the manager is just reading what the analytics say. He's not coming up with that, with the, you know, with those numbers, math. Et cetera, That's true. Et cetera. That's true. You know, you got the fucking math and the analytic gurus that do that in the front office, and then they you give that information right, yeah. to the coaching staff. Yeah, you got one thing right. Sharks on the power play, by the way. Um, but you and, know, and uh, and the other thing is, you know, Tony Larusa didn't Tony Larusa didn't forget baseball in the uh, last okay. year. Okay, can I can I point something else out? Al Avila is is, ev- is evaluating how Brad Ausmus is doing overall in the final year of his contract this season and then and then he and then he um wants to decide at the end of the season there was a source from Justin Spiro when he was the managing editor like a couple weeks ago that that the that uh owner Mike Illich is yeah, kind of patient with Brad Austin. Yeah, I saw that BS. I don't buy. It. I don't buy it. Yeah, well, it and, then, and then two it days later, you think Osmus is a great manager? You think Osmus is a great manager? I, I don't believe that. Who said that? Me? Yeah. I didn't say that. When did I say that? No, he said he's oh, not saying. None of us are fans of him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say that. I do not think he's a great manager. I I just think that the role of a manager is vastly overrated. That's all I'm saying. In in baseball, I think in other sports, well, basketball, you, football, that well, you, uh, the you coach said, I, I heard hockey you say, hugely important. Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. I heard you say that when the bullpen, when when the, when the Tigers uh, improve their bullpen, that makes a manager great, which mm, which is not true. That's no, why I, I didn't. You. I didn't. No, 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 no. That's not how I said it. I said, I said. Last year, Ausmus was vilified because of how the Tigers did late in games, right? He did. That's the, he was vilified by the media and the public. This year, late in games, he looks like a genius. The problem lies, the, reason, the only reason we're above 500 is because of the bullpen. When they have the lead, they don't lose it. The starting pitching is awful, so the bullpen hasn't even had a chance in our 13 losses. The bullpen hasn't had a chance to, to, to even give them a chance to win the game in probably 11 of those 13. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a great manager. I'm just saying. And I understand that. You know, I understand that. I understand that. 
But but when it comes to uh, the Tigers' offense uh, trying to uh, trying to come trying to help the the team come back in ter- in terms of uh, Osmus's in-game decisions, some sometimes uh, sometimes Osmus uh, leaves the uh, backup hitters in the games when when the Tigers are trying to rally. The backup the backup uh, hitters are 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 batting are having a very low batting average. I understand and, that, but you also have to understand this, too. A day off so for certain guys means a day off. That means they didn't... They, they are BP, still available. They didn't, they I understand that. Available. Of course, of course they're still available. But you that, can't just but give course. them the entire day off. Yes, you, you can. you better manager than that. No, you can. You can do that. You know, depending on the situation, it's a long season. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long season. season. I've heard that like five times now. It is, and that's why days off make that number necessary. It actually it is necessary when you're trying to win the game. Every game counts, even of if course it's, even, it does. If, even if it's a hundred. I agree with that. Yes, games, I understand that. Or even two hundred or five hundred. You still of course have, the objective is still to win, no matter what. Agreed, but. That's beside the point. Oh. No, it's no, it's not beside the point. It it it's all packed into one point. This is this is where you have this is where you have to bring in the number one hitters in, in each position back. When when they have like what when they're not putting put in the starting lineup, they're still available. That's that's what they're there for. Even even if. It, do you understand though that that might affect maybe two games, three games in a whole season? What we're talking about here, maybe. So that doesn't make a bad. bad or good manager. Is my point because that's such a small part of the whole entire big picture and season. So that is almost irrelevant to me, to be honest. It it, it is actually now. What is important it's actually is, relevant. What is important is when to pull a starting pitcher or, you know, what reliever to use when. That those are the important decisions. But in terms of one of your everyday okay, not, players when he gets a few days off pinch hitting. I'm not arguing the starting pitching anymore. Forget that part. Forget the bullpen, forget the starting pitching. We already Why? know the starting pitching has been horrible and we know the bullpen has has improved. No, we're talking we're just about, talking about the hitting. We're just talking about the hitting. I understand that, but the guy, what what you're saying is such a small. It's just not even a. It's not that small. important, is what I'm saying. It's just not. A, it's not a big deal. Small. It's better than nothing. If you want to put it that way, it, it's a, It's actually a big deal if it if Osmus keeps doing the same things like, like in even more games of the season, like in most like in like in most of the season. That that's where Osmus is, is lacking. Fundamentals, and and that's what that's what doesn't get him a that's what does not get him a contract extension. No, what's going to get him a contract extension is winning. Period. Winning ninety games, going to the playoffs. That's my point. And winning a series. That's part of. That's my point. That's that leads to my point. Winning comes with better in-game decisions, no matter what. You you have to you have to do better homework than that 
then to just stick with your just then to just stick with keep sticking with your backup guys more than your starters. But you're but they're he's not using the bat more than the starters. The backup guys maybe play once a week. Andrew Romine starts once a week. Mike Avilas maybe starts once or twice, maybe not even once or twice a week at the most. Avilas at the most twice, and that's just because sure? he's a little bit more versatile and has a little bit more pop in his bat. So he sometimes can, you know, spell a guy more so than a Romine. The only time Romine plays is when he comes in in the ninth inning to play third base because, you know, for defensive replacement for Castellanos. Other than that, Andrew Romine starts once a week at the most to give a guy a rest. But those two shouldn't be starting. See, here's where you're missing something. Here's where you're missing something. Andrew Romine played twice in that series. He, uh, He started once, but he played twice. Okay. Now, okay. He can't. He started today. I he understand can't play that. center field. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. But we had no. The only center fielder right now on the roster is Ghost. So, what are you going to do? It is what it is. I mean, that's the. That's just the reality. Until Maven's back, the only center fielder on the roster is Ghost. That's it. If we could, if we could have called up Tyler Collins back, he was promoted for just two days. After flipping off the fans, he still okay. could. He still could have been called up for for today's game. He already game? learned his lesson. Okay, who are we going to send down? I would have I, I would have to believe Andrew Romine because he, he he's even he's even worse defensively and offensively than Tyler Collins. But Andrew Romine's an infielder. He only played center field today, and that'll be the only time he he does it all year. Because as soon as Maiden's back. That then if Ghost can't play or needs a they day off, whatever the case yeah, is, Maven plays center field. You know what I mean? Romine's not yeah. an outfielder, obviously, nor do they have any intention of him being one. Ghost couldn't play tonight, so that was your option for tonight. But when Maven's back, Maven will play it. But as it stands right now, you don't have another outfielder on your roster that can play center field. So it is what it is. You're right. Romine was the only backup outfielder that that they had, but um, right. He still could have. He still could have been pulled. Before. It didn't matter. They were getting he their still ass. Could have kicked. been pulled like like. Um, they, they were getting the their game. ass. They were getting their ass kicked. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. I would not bring one of my everyday players back in for three innings when I'm down nine to two. I'm going to arrest them and well, give not, them the day off. But not and they were getting innings, their ass But one inning. Just one. It doesn't matter. For what? We were down nine to two. Who cares? I don't even know. I'm not no. even going to waste their time getting them, having them no, stretch and go three. run. Nine to three. It wasn't yeah, nine to two. The game's well, over, buddy. Nine, ooh, nine to three. That, the game's over at that point. No, the Tigers still, can still rally back. Did you see Salsa Lamacchia drive in Castellanos with the RBI single? Was Dude, it, it was not. It doesn't matter. Tigers the game was over. Look at okay. You're an analytics guy. It's, it's you're an analytics guy. Look at how many times a team that's down nine to two or nine to three comes back. Look look that up. Percentage back. 
it, but you still have to take that chance. No, you don't. Watch, you give yes, guys you a day do. off. If it, no, listen, dude. If it's a close game, then maybe you do. But the point of giving a guy a day off is to get off his legs. Most games, then maybe you do. And, and sometimes then you then you definitely have to. No, and sometimes it's, it's to rest. Not. It's to rest their mind. It's to rest their mind and their body. They need a day off if they're scuffling. They've so when you're losing a game, it makes lately. even less sense. I mean, it's, it's pointless. They're giving a, a day off for a reason. Well, they, they have if you want to bring them in for an at-bat, that's fine. But to put someone else in center field as a defensive replacement, for what? It's pointless. Southeastern Michigan, what's up? Take it easy now. What's up? Take it easy. Okay, uh, that's all you have to say? All right, well, I got one more final for you. Uh, Mariners over the Astros, 6-3. to three. Thank you. But I get it. The, the game is pretty much decided, but... Uh, yeah, when you're giving a guy a day off and the game is over, that is the dumbest thing you could ever do to bring a guy back in that's... is, is to give him a, a game off. That's the reason that you... You know, they're rest a guy. So if they're it's a close game, if it's a close game, sure. But if it's a blowout, it's just pointless. You don't just it, you don't just get off the blowout. bench and run in. You've got to go warm up. You've got to get. It was not a blowout. Yes, it, it dude. Blowout. You're telling me nine to three is not a blowout in baseball? Come on, man. That's that's insane. That's you know, insane to say that. That's that's not insane. Let me let me let me compare this. All right, hey, put that on your Twitter. Hey, hey, put that on your Twitter. Ask your ask ask all the people if nine to if if, if the game if the score is nine to two, I will or nine to will. three in the seven in the seventh inning. Should you bring in one of your everyday players that you've given the night off to because right, you have a chance to come back? See what people say to that. You're not going to find one person that would. Say yeah, that that's not that the game's the game's still undecided. Yeah, you should you should bring a guy cold off the bench that you've given a night off to. Makes no sense. It's stupid. All right, just give me one minute or two. When teams are down nine to two or nine to three in baseball in the seventh inning, they come back less than well well under one percent of the time. It was it was five to three at the seventh inning. So that's that's definitely within nine to three. The score was nine. If you're down nine to three, no, I'm saying after seven innings, it was five to three. I know. I'm not talking about if it's five to three. That's different. If it's nine to three. Oh yeah. Well, in the ninth inning. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't. 
I didn't say ninth inning. We're talking, well, ninth inning would be even more pointless. Well, but the seventh inning is pointless, too. No. You do not bring one of your everyday players back in that you've given a night off to for a reason. The purpose of a night off is to let that guy rest his body and his mind. The thing is, they, oh, they had a day off on Monday. That's the point of doing it in baseball. The whole team had a day off on Monday. Why do you need another day off uh, two days later, three days later? Tell him, Dave. It could have been. If, if, if it, I'm not saying he did. He needed it for the physical day off. It's called mentally. Mentally, he needed a day off. Yeah. The guy's scuffling and struggling. The next Art Regner, ladies and gentlemen. I.e., <laughs> Justin Upton and uh, what's his name the other day? Was, Miggy. And then the next yeah. day, what they do? Oh, Miggy hits two home runs. I'm just saying, oh, put it out there and see what people say. You're, if you're all about analytics, it's going to prove the point even more. That it's that it's a waste to bring a guy back in because your chances of winning that game are so so minuscule. Like I said, it was five three after seven. You know, I believe uh, Cassie Allen's made a last out in seventh inning. I didn't say so. In eighth I'm inning, not talking about today. Five to, five to three. We were discussing nine to three, and he was saying, "No, you can still come back at nine to three." The thing is, he could he, he could pinch pinch it for them in the eighth inning. Seventh the eighth inning. All right, so hold on. You want to pinch hitting Anthony Gosu? That's going to do you a lot of good because that's who he Romine played for. Justin well, Petak says huge blowout waste on Twitter at JP Tech. Pa- huge blowout, packing and coming come back the next day. I disagree with that. Exactly. Nine to three that's is not I'm as saying. big as eleven to two. Nine to three is not as big as eleven to two. Well, duh, of course, it's difference, but they're both blowouts. Nine to three no. is a blowout, dude. How many, I, 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 know, I know better than you how many times a, a team has come back from down, from down right, what's one number? in the ninth inning to, to come back to tie it, and, tie it and win. Okay, what's that it, percentage? It's been done before lots of times. What's that percentage? Mm-hmm. Of course it's been done, but I'm saying what's the percentage? It's less than 1%. No, it's not less than one percent. That's crazy. That, that, that's not that's not the homework we were we were looking for from you. All right, well, go find it for me. I'd love to know. I'd love to get that percentage. Right. You're not really you're not really an analytics analytics person, unlike us. You're just the live scoring update reporter. That's what I that's all I hired that's all I hired you for. What makes you an analytics expert? What makes me? I I do better homework than than you have. Okay, give me the give me the uh, proof behind that. What makes you an analytics expert? Back well, that up, well, and, this, I'll, and, and then I'll, if you're right, I'll admit to you you're right. But back it up. See, yeah, it doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter uh, uh, what what the me- what your mental status is. Business is always business. 
depending on the analytics that that the, the analytics homework that you do. What does business have to do with analytics? Well, a, I mean, a business decision when you uh, look at the batting averages and see what. I don't care about they, the batting they, they, average. I don't care about the batting average right now. Well, well I'm talking about analytics. When teams are down nine to three, what percentage of the time do they come back? That's what I'm asking. If you're the analytics guru, back it up. That's Chris. You're, I'm talking to Chris, not Lois. My bad. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, I was talking to the wrong guy. Sorry about that, Lewis. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris is just being being a stupid shell. He's, yeah. You would not agree with with what Chris was saying, would you? Would you, Lewis? No. <laughs> I did not think so, guys. I, that was my fault. That was all my fault. I. Lewis, I apologize to you. I thought you yeah, that I was him. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's happened to me before. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, you're out of there. You don't care about the batting averages. Well, then you don't you don't give a damn about sports. So get the hell out of my. So get the hell off my show. You stupid rat. You don't, you can't even handle the freaking truth. Not even Justin Petak can handle the truth. Chris is like the next Art Regner, who is still dumb, who still decides to be freaking dumb. So we should give him a skip carry. He gone. Yeah. I say you still take that chance. Yeah. I thought they should have after the when the seventh and eighth inning. I mean, so it was close enough. You know, take a VS and uh, roll mine out. You only down by two runs in the seventh. Right. Down two runs in the seventh inning, and then, and then down down six, which is understandable. After eight, you still you still get one run before uh, keeping Avilas in the game. Plus, you had Java Chamberlain Chamberlain on the mound. Yeah, you know, uh, the Tiger the Tigers' offense made him look like like he he was better than than what and how he has how he had been. When he was pitching for the Tigers as a setup guy, as a setup mm-hmm. relief pitcher, there's no debate about that. A six-run game is not a blowout, even in the ninth inning. No matter what the percentage, no matter what the percentages are. 
Yeah, I National. think Wall Street. Justin, National Justin just Petak. Cool. Justin Petak on Twitter at JP Tech posted a, mentioned me and posted a photo of a, a description from the Wall Street Journal. In 73 seasons studied by RetroSheet, President David Smith, just 213 teams came back from a deficit of four runs after eight innings. Well, the deficit was six, and then it was five. That's out of four of that's out of 44,537 attempts, or a success rate of under, under of under 0.5 percent. It gets worse for bigger deficits, but still, but uh, to, to round it up. Predators tied it at three on a goal by mm-hmm. James O'Neill, 15-39 on the power play. Six or five is still closer to four runs. According to a win expectancy calculator devised by Chris Shea from 30 years of box scores starting in 1977, fewer than 0.1% of the time do teams trailing by at least seven runs in the bottom of the ninth go on to win. But the deficit was six, not seven. Six or less, not not at least seven. Those rate, these rates are averages in teams with a potent offense facing a weak bullpen have more favorable odds. Still, these sorts of numbers can help you decide whether to beat the traffic or stick around in the off chance you'll you'll witness a historic you'll a chance you'll witness a historic comeback. I get that, yeah. but again, but again, the deficit was six. Six or less, not at least seven, Justin. And you had a job on the mound, and you were trying to avoid a sweep. The Tigers' offense and Brad Osmus' better, what would have been Brad Osmus' better in-game decisions still would have made Jabba Chamberlain look look like crap again. Yeah, even Ryan Schulling on the Schulling Report on the Team 92 on FMW QTX in Lansing would would say the same things I would say and and the same things you would say, Dave. Mm-hmm. On his show. There's that. So it's tied at three, three, about three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Lewis, do you want to bring, bring, bring us home with a play-by-play of that game? I, I'll be Certainly. right back. Down at 2.40 to go. Yeah, 2.33 to go here in the... Third. By the way, Angela FS, the, the fake Angela FSD is being a fraud, but it's not listening to what I'm, what the hell I'm saying. Mm. So what is the nutcase doing now? Just saying the same things that Chris was saying. Yeah. Going down to two minutes. And by the way, uh, it's looking interesting with the Padres and the Mets because the Padres are working on a no-hitter uh, 3 nothing in the bottom of the sixth. Ooh, ooh. Wow. I'll be right yeah. back. 
Alice is got the puck. The icing was waved. Oh, wide right. We got a breakaway here. Back in forty seconds left. I think. With the face off. Three on two here. Whoa. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Down to the last few seconds of regulation. And we are going to overtime. But now I've got some great chances. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just exciting hockey all, all along. Yeah. When it, get, when it gets, you know, the, the fierce pace as, as, it, as it was going, you know, you, you could think something's going to about to break. Right. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I always think. You know, the, the, faster the, the faster the pace and the fierceness, that happens especially late in games or in overtime, that's how you can tell that, you know, the momentum's changing and that any second a goal is going to hit. Right. Yeah. Of course, um, there was one Stanley Cup game that was probably had one of the weirdest endings you'll ever you'll ever see. And um, right of the start but it was um, Chicago and Philadelphia – 2010, and no one even saw the goal go in. They call it the phantom goal. But it's like, what just happened here? Did that go in? Like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I remember then the co-final. That's right. Yeah. What a weird way to end the game. We're winning a championship. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm uh, replying to Justin right Justin Petak right now on Twitter.
Colin Ray is pitching the um, for the Padres tonight over the Mets. Found the eighth Red Sox over White Sox seven to three. Just a yep, just a minute here. Justin Petek is uh, not even even Justin Petek is not reading his own photo description. Justin Petak thinks uh, that that uh, six six or less runs are one are point one percent. When 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 the Wall Street Journal description on the photo that that Petak emailed me, Petak mentioned me in said that um, that the that the point one percent was based on the deficit of it of at least seven runs, which does not include six or less runs. So if you put put five or six runs in between the four the four runs or less and the the at least seven runs part, then you would have an old, a point three percent chance or point four or point two, whichever. Which is still better than the than the point one percent. I would still take it. Wouldn't you guys agree? I take it. It's not, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Especially when they had they had Monday off, so those guys can be tired. Professional baseball players, I need two days off in a week. I don't get that. Right, that's that's just an excuse. This is Major League Baseball for crying out sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter how tired you are, you're not considering you. Yep, Justin Petak just blocked me. Oh. What what a freaking putt. Get the hell out of here, Justin. You was you can't handle the truth. Son of a bitch. I'll block him back. <laughs> he needs to go to the hospital with that with that neck brace. I don't have to deal with this garbage. I think we just got cut off. All right. Oh. All right. Justin Petak is that is officially out of there on my phone and and on my computer. Even Justin. Even Justin Petak can't admit that Brian Osmus is a terrible manager. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, this was a, this was a heated argument between me and Chris and then me and Chris up on the show and, and me and Justin Petak uh on Twitter. They can they can both go screw themselves. Yeah, it's quite entertaining tonight. What's that? Uh, quite entertain entertaining tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh Mike Valenny on Valenny and Foster on 97 won the ticket. <laughs> Valenny is the best. Remember when uh, when uh, when when uh, Pete hung up on Mike Valenny just a couple weeks ago on the uh, the incremental tax when Mike Mike Valenny was trying to educate Pete on the incremental taxes on the uh, Yeah, I saw that clip. Uh, On that, yeah. 
that YouTube uh-huh. video from CBS Detroit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess Tan is hung up. I'll block him from the chat as well. So it's just the three of us. Yes. Uh, predators and sharks uh, still in over, still in the overtime intermission. I'd say we call this a night. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It is approaching oh. midnight here. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's 11.56 p.m., getting near Friday. Right. Everybody sleep tight. Lewis and Dave, thanks so much for helping right. me. Thank Dave, no thanks problem. so much for backing me up. You got it, man. And we'll talk t- tomorrow at 11 o'clock. 11? All right. Yep. All right. All right. Good night, right. gentlemen. You win. Yep. Good night, everyone. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.